Hello and welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Emma. I'm Courtney. And I'm Steph. And we are so glad to have you with us today. Today we are going to be talking about the beautiful, powerful, magical stage of life that is now kind of been dubbed matricence. Um, it is the liminal space or your rite of passage between maiden and mother. And it's a time of life where, as women, we truly transform. I've got goosebumps just as I say it. Me um, too. It's, it is such a powerful transition of life where, you know, our, our, our brains actually grow um, exponentially throughout pregnancy. And it's, it's been kind of compared to the stage of life as adolescence where a woman actually goes to a stage of becoming smarter. We have a full system upgrade. Mm-hmm. And for so long, we've actually been told the complete opposite. You know, you get baby yeah. pregnant. Pregnancy makes you dumb, like all of these things, where I like to compare the changes of pregnancy to like when you have an iPhone update right (laughs) and you get all of this new cool stuff but a lot of the dumb shit gets left behind and sometimes well a lot of the time there's glitches along the way um like leaving your phone in the fridge yeah yeah putting the coffee in the in the cupboard like or the milk in the cupboard um (laughs) and the pure fact that like and I have no doubt in my mind Steph that that was a real situation for you the fact you can <laughs> we've all got them like we've all got them but the fact that you can remember and you probably remember every single stupid thing you did five six you know sometimes it can be 10 or 15 years ago my mum still talks about stuff she did when she was pregnant and I'm about to turn 40 the fact that she can remember them compared to somebody else remembering something stupid they did five or 40 years ago like they don't do it but we do so that is actually just credit to itself as some of those upgrades that we go through this um, is all so new to me like I, the whole idea of matrices and stuff like that is is a new idea to me and i definitely was subscribed to that i'm the mum brain baby brain i feel like i've gotten so dumb <laughs> since i've had yeah. kids like it but it's weird like it's a weird trade-off for other things yeah absolutely so um so the studies around pregnancy and, and the changes that we actually endure around pregnancy, and there's, you know, there's too many for a podcast, but the grey matter in our brain actually increases when we're pregnant. So we are actually physically going through brain growth and whether or nice. not you have been pregnant can be detected on an MRI. Mm. So like hardcore evidence of these physiological changes in our brain and in our body. Um, our our senses are all heightened. We are more susceptible to body language so that we're prepared to look after basically a non-verbal human being, which also then makes us more sensitive and susceptible to people's facials, body language, expression, tone of voice, all of the things. So that's a bit of like an answer. Yeah, Yeah. for us going a little bit fucking crazy. Can I just share a quick story? And looks at you a little bit sideways and you're like, hey, fucking what? (laughs) That's a thing. my, my husband came over to visit my family the first time before he was my husband um and we were actually pregnant I was about six weeks pregnant with my daughter and I was mm-hmm. driving him back to the airport to drop him off and he was like looking at me lovingly have I told you the story looking yeah, at me no. lovingly and I lost my fucking shit <laughs> I flipped my goddamn lid and I was like stop 
fucking looking at me why are you looking at me like that i'm just driving you to the fucking airport like fucking what's your problem and he was like nearly ready to break up with me by the end of that i was like what the fuck is wrong with me i've never i've never lived an explicit down. content uh thing uh, on this podcast. oh yeah sorry about that guys <laughs> hope you're good with, hope you're good with swearing <laughs> but it was a but that was definitely a moment where i was like okay hormones <laughs> that yeah. makes sense yeah i've had similar breakdowns over when I was pregnant with my first I was obsessed with apple and black currant juice and it had to be a particular brand and my husband brought home a different brand one day oh, and fuck I, was like, that. I was like oh my god what am I supposed to do with this I'm not going to drink this and you're like honestly it wasn't a big deal but to no, pregnancy it's Steph, a big deal oh goodness me I was yeah. very very over big overreaction but it didn't feel like it because I wouldn't make oh, goddamn apple and black currant juice yeah. Yeah, oh and God. this is it. And your sense of taste would have been changing like yeah. a lot. And <laughs> what the nippies. Yeah. That's it. Um, a really cool thing I actually learned just recently as well. As you guys know, I've kind of delved another, I'm not going to say one layer, I'm going to say three or four layers deeper into the woo. Um, and we were actually talking about how energetically um, we really open up throughout pregnancy and through childbirth. Obviously, we need to be able to let a whole lot in to create this little human body that houses its own spirit. And we were talking about the crown chakra and how, you know, there's this like a normal kind of portal that is open, but when we're pregnant and we give birth, it is wide open. Mm. So we are so sensitive to all of the things in the outside world. And what we quite often don't talk about is this liminal space. So, yes, we begin our journey to motherhood when we conceive. And then when we give birth, it's kind of another portal in that journey. But the space between who we were and who we become isn't a short, you know, you don't come, you don't go from being pregnant one day to a mother the next day, whilst you do on paper that shift and that change that happens within your mind and your body is so much longer than that. And I know for me, like I'm six years into my postpartum journey, I've had six years of liminal space where I've been like, who am I? I'm not that person anymore, but I'm not that person anymore. And I'm on this journey. And as a society, we've taken away so mm. much of the magic and power within that because we don't want women to be feel powerful when like they could do anything and change the world yet like here we fucking are doing it yeah. um it's you know it's so important that women understand just how sacred this point of life is and how powerful they are it really um it really yanks my chain that this isn't well, wasn't spoken about more when my when I had my first baby because I'm five and a bit years in now mm -hmm. and I've only really discovered this in like and started really doing the work and really looking at this you know this change of you know who was I before and who am I now and what am I capable of and all of the things probably in the last year and I fought <laughs> for four <laughs> years against like I used to be able to do that. I'm crap because I can't do that anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Instead of just being like, okay, I'm a different person now. And what does that look like? Like this could have been a much easier journey if I'd known about this, you know, five years ago. Yeah. 100%. And they're so quick to like you come, well, depending on how you have your birth, you go in, you come out, you're at home and, and there's actually no one there to walk you through no. your changes mm. at all. 
No, it's it all becomes about the baby. As soon as the baby is out of your body, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, how's the baby? How are they sleeping? Like you know, oh and oh, how's how's your uh, how's your bits feeling after your fourth grade yeah. tear or what? Like how's your C sections go? Oh, it's fine. Okay, cool, no drama. So let's talk about the baby some more. And it's like, okay, yeah. So cool. now can you make me a cup of coffee? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you can you? I'm gonna come over and hold your baby while you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the chance to clean the floor. How about you clean the fucking floor for me? Damn straight, damn straight. <laughs> and to go probably another layer into that is also what we're teaching our girls and Mm. I actually get a little bit teary when I think about this because I see it happening in real time so the like what they call the monarch so that period the period before we start getting our menstrual menstrual cycles and the way girls are taught about their menstrual cycles I know for Mm. me it's something that we were just embarrassed of it was dirty no one wanted to talk about it you know all of that sort of Mm. stuff is so detrimental to them understanding their body like I'm 40 years old and I only just understand my menstrual cycle yeah (laughs) um and that in itself is a whole other podcast but we, you know, girls aren't taught how incredible their bodies are mm. in the fact that they can create a baby. Like we're all taught about super sperm and how it has the race and it gets there first and it does all of the things and blah, blah, blah. But then we don't talk about the fact of, you know, what our womb does and our ovaries and our body to take that and grow a human life. Yeah. They don't, you know, we don't get taught about how we can support our cycles throughout adolescence and instead they are just given artificial we are just given artificial birth control and all of these products that actually interrupt yeah our hormonal system and it's a hormonal system that gives us that feminine energy yeah so you know when we when we look at the differences and it's awful um but 50 years ago the average age of a girl starting their menstruation cycles was around 12 or 13 and today it's eight. Fuck. Eight. Yeah, eight. So you've got two more years, Emma. I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, when we think like a, a woman has a, a certain amount of, you know, menstrual cycles in, yeah. her, in her life, you know, our window of fertility is limited. So if yeah. it was, you know, 13 to 40 before, what does that make it now? Yeah. What age range does that make it now? Things. I think it was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember my mum was overseas. I went to my next door neighbour. Oh, (laughs) bless little T. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the reason for it? Is it lifestyle? What is it? So a lot of it is the endocrine disruptors in all of our products and our food um there are a lot of endocrine disruptors in basic health and beauty stuff um so many chemicals that are are known to interrupt estrogen um a lot of them go on and they and and they really heavily contribute to most reproductive conditions for women so things like pcos pmdd and what is it endometriosis no and I think there's another one as well um but there are a lot of women out there there's so many books out there now and the science is in like all of a lot of the medications and a lot of these things were all created with a man's hormonal cycle 
in in mind. They didn't even start studying women's cycles until I think it was like the 70s, which is just astounding. Um, And the fact that, and every time I say it, and I wonder if I'm going to get the look from you guys, but every time I say the word infradium rhythm, people are like, well, what's that? What's yeah, infradian what? rhythm? You said the word from both of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As consultants, we all know what a circadian rhythm is, right? Yeah. And that's what a man operates on. The infradian rhythm is our 28-day cycle. That yeah. is a woman's hormonal cycle. And okay. no way. Yeah. And understanding it, understanding how, how hormone our hormones work at different stages of that cycle and what it means our body needs is like fundamental understandings for women. It is fucking life-changing. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I 100% so am just definitely up. like way behind the ball on understanding all of this stuff. And it's not, mm. and it's not something that I want my daughter to not be aware of fully yeah. as she's growing. And it's almost like, I look, I think back to like all of those puberty classes and stuff that we did back in the day. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> and my son, my son's just like walked into the best. <laughs> We'll just mute there. (laughs) Dad's come in, swept him up. Um, Thinking back to like the school um, lessons and stuff about puberty classes and all the rest of it and how it it really was like white man washed. Like how you were taught about it was like white man washed. Because I remember feeling a lot of shame and a lot of like about this and then why can't I be a guy? Like they've got it so much easier. I still feel that way to be fair, but... (laughs) but like yeah it's but we don't actually then we don't we don't then realize the power that we actually hold no like if this has unlocked a core memory for me that I'd completely forgotten about so thank you for that Emma (laughs) being at the bus depot one day and one of the boys grabbed like my little thing that I kept my sanitary Mm. items in and opened it and tampons went all over the ground and I remember them like laughing at me which like as a I don't know 14 15 year old yeah that was so and now I just feel like yeah you know yeah that that happens you know and guess what guys the liquid that come out comes out isn't blue yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah I remember oh, that stupid. How the yeah. hell? But I've actually <laughs> heard stories of kids in class where the boys have been shocked, genuinely shocked, that it's not blue. I like, hear of males in their twenties being shocked yeah. when they hear things about periods, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is you know, this is a real thing that I bought. Like you know, yeah, you're all excited about having babies but this kind of goes with it you know it's yeah part of yeah. it it's so yeah it. man the whole thing needs like a massive overhaul eh? yeah massive overhaul yeah, yeah like you're more you than really happy need. to have sex with it but the whole you know menstrual cycle yeah. thing is terrifying you know yeah for us one, too, one, one day we'll um we'll dig into a bit of her story and we'll talk a little bit about how things were yeah. <laughs> were before the patriarchal or, or the patriarch all took over um but yeah, for that. You know, we don't have to look yeah. back very far to see the times where women were really worshipped for the power of intuition and the language that they how their our bodies can talk to us through our cycles Amazing. and through our hormones. And you know, I think a lot of the time now, like, and I know particularly for when I was growing up, but if you had really bad period pain or acne or PMS or any of these things, you were just whacked straight onto artificial yeah. birth control. Yeah. Yeah. And what that does is basically mute the language from your body. So if you're experiencing these things, your body is trying to tell you something. Yeah. And, you know, like PMS isn't like just normal. 
like it's mm -hmm. your body trying to tell you that something is out of whack and something mm -hmm. really profound I heard just a couple of weeks ago as well was so when we get to these gates or these rites of passage through life we've got our monarch where obviously we start to get our menstrual cycle we then go from maiden to mother which is obviously through childbirth and then we've got um I've completely lost the maiden um to oh yeah to crone or to maga and then to crone um is that if you don't heal the stuff from the the era before so to speak you will present as the same woman at that next gate so the the girl i guess that i was when i reached my um menstrual stage is the same woman that presented at that gate at childbirth with the same wounds and the same mm. unhealed things. So you kind of just Oof. start that cycle all over again yeah. if you're not fronting up to do some work. Yeah. And I know that even now, like I'm 40 this year, so it's I know that that gate's not far. <laughs> um, all of those, you know, premenopausal things are literally around the corner. But knowing that I've got five to ten years to change the woman that fronted up to motherhood to the woman that fronts up to menopause, is really exciting for me because I'm here to do the work. Yeah. Um, they've also shown that when you don't do the work and you don't heal the things and honour your body and listen to your body, that's when menopause can be a right fucking shit show. And I'm not here, right. I'm not here for that. No. no. So, yeah. Fix me, please, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fix me. Teach me. <laughs> Emma's just opened up a massive rabbit's hole for all of us. Yes. So oh we're God. sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I reckon this is just like the very, very tip of a very funny big. <laughs> it is. I mean, let's be honest, like it's been, it's been 15 minutes. <laughs> um, uh, but it is, you know, if this is 15 minutes that can change your perspective and change your outlook and send you down some rabbit holes to understand your body, your hormones, all of hole. the things yes. um, so much better, then it's 15 minutes worthwhile. hundred percent. Oh thank you, it, Emma. If it paves the way for our daughters to have a better time of it than what we did, yes, in high school or bloody and our sons, yeah, and, yeah. Our sons and our sons, too. sons yeah. to have a better like emotional intelligence around this, the whole thing too. Totally, totally, yeah, mm. yeah. amazing, absolutely. Welcome. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in today, guys. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed our little chats on all things liminal space and the right of passage to motherhood. And we hope you join us next time. Woohoo! See you there.